Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release. We appreciate your understanding. to fans of anime and Japanese culture all around the world, we welcome you to the one and only Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. It is October the 14th, 2020. Fall is chugging right along in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. We thank you so much for taking a little time to uh, tune in and join us tonight. I am JR, and my co-host, as per usual, north of the border where it's uh, still closed to go between two countries and will be for a considerable amount of time, based on what I heard in the news today, Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello, sir. Good evening. Yeah, I, ha- I hadn't heard. I-, I knew that there there was a deadline they were going to push. I wasn't sure if they'd already pushed it to November or not. Yeah. So uh, your, your wonderful prime minister uh, said on the radio today, apparently, that they're not going to reopen the border to the U.S. until the cases in the U.S. go down. And I think he spoke in the broadest sense. In that case, 2022. <laughs> oh, gee. You're going way down the line, huh? Well, given how things are happening uh, down there, I'm not, and up here too, I'm, I'm going to say it. We're, we're, we're seeing exactly what I feared as the weather got colder and people start, you know, clamoring together for warmth. <laughs> They're also, you know, spreading along, you know, Mr. COVID. Yeah. Um, and so our numbers are, you know, getting disgusting again. Ugh. Right. Uh, most of the country over here, at least, uh, the cases seem to be going up slowly but surely now. So um, it's something to 
be just a little bit worried about, I think. Well, as I've said before, folks, it only takes a minute to wash your hands. It only takes a minute to wear a mask. Because the minute you you spend there could save you a lot of minutes in a hospital. Yes, or just literally in downtime, you know, trying to recover if you have mild symptoms, at least. Mm. Yeah, and I've noticed a few more sports personalities have come down with it. And it's like, ugh. And these people, in theory, you know, they have, you know, the best care in the world and they're coming down with it. Right. That kind of, you know, makes me go, nick. Right. So before we go more into uh, the usual, <laughs> I call it now, um, we like everybody who's joining us in the live uh, show right now to join us in the Extreme Anime Radio chat room on IRC, soon to be retired. You can do that by going to um, our link tree, which is linktr.ee forward slash anime radio. And uh, you can join us uh, by going into the uh, web clients for IRC, either Ryzen or Mibit, trademark Mary Hop, as we used to say. Uh, if you have your own IRC client, you can go to irc.ryzen.net, port 6667, pound Keiichi Net Radio, all one word. As we mentioned on the last show, uh, we are transitioning to Discord. Once again, that's how Neff and I are speaking tonight. Um, we are slowly making the move to Discord. Um, what we're looking to do for the next show is we're going to uh, open our Discord um, room or server. That's the appropriate word, the Discord server. We're going to open it up to uh, the general public to uh, join us and write and whatnot. And then uh, once we make sure that that's up and running, uh, we will uh, abandon the IRC chat. Um, as we um, press ahead. Of course, if we do run into any issues, we will fall back to the IRC um, basically as a fail-safe. But our intention is to go to Discord and hopefully move on to uh, bigger and better things in the future, including IRC, IRC, including uh, um, Twitch. Um, I've been experimenting with Streamlabs a little bit. Uh, to see how things would integrate with uh, Twitch and how we can start with um, the audio broadcasts and saving those and then eventually um, going to video broadcasting land, Neff. I, uh, I got in the mail uh, a, a webcam that was a little pricey but highly recommended to me, the Razer Keo. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, the, the, now all webcams are pricey, even the worst of the worst, because with everybody working from home, everybody needs to see one another or exactly. wants to. And I don't know why, because, you know, I'm <laughs> one of these people who's like, I don't need to see you to know you're angry at me. Believe me. Jeremy sang the sad IRC song. We're going to play uh, Ringo Noahan again. <laughs> oh, jeez. Take the, the IRC channel out back. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was uh, very interesting to learn how everything works in uh, the Streamlabs software. And that uh, would be what we would connect to, let's say, Twitch and whatnot. Now, when we go to Twitch, there is a Twitch chat that we can keep an eye on to make sure things go okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's further, further down the line, I think. Uh, we'll just... Uh, proceed with baby steps 
Um, and there's something else, uh, news that came out of Anchor, um, our podcasting partner today, which um, I will get to uh, later in the broadcast. But it does sound uh, pretty promising uh, to an extent for us, um, who used to be in a, uh, an online anime and J-pop radio station. There's, there's a little bit of a hint there. But, uh, yeah, slowly but surely we are going to try to improve things and make things better for you, the podcast listeners. And we certainly appreciate uh, your understanding and patience as we go through this uh, slow transition period. After all, this is a time of a global pandemic. Uh, we're not doing much anyway these days, so... <laughs> Speak for yourself! <laughs> Real life has been a matter of, for me of juggling chainsaws. Uh, yes, but hey, look, at least uh, the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is not canceled, unlike uh, several other major sports. True enough. This also led, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this because I have no choice, uh, to a game getting rescheduled put on Tuesday night involving one of my favorite teams. Said favorite team proceeds to absolutely melt down, explode, and fall apart on national TV. <laughs> and you just heard me thwap. You know, like, ah. I mean, the way things are going with uh, the pandemic right now, it must be a, a boon for the bookkeepers in Vegas. You have no idea who's going to be the better team because... Once you have a better team, they probably, uh, a few of their players fall sick. That's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, now it's a matter of saying, okay, can people stay healthy without going into a bubble? Right. That's, that. that I mean, baseball's decided, okay, we have to go into a bubble if we have any hope of finishing the World Series. Mm-hmm. And speaking of getting finished, Uh-oh. one of my least favorite baseball teams is on the precipice of having their fingers smashed and falling into the abyss. Uh, who's still in right now? I, I, I lost track exactly, of the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> the Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> oh, they're, they're going to be the Garbage Pail Kids for a long, long time. No, 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 no. And if there are any Astros fans, I understand you got your World Series title. Fine, we won't take it back, but you'll be the garbage pail kids for a while. Just steal some signs, you'll be fine. You can you could steal signs. That's <laughs> baseball's been doing that for years. It's when you get up to garbage cans and microphone hidden microphones and all sorts of fun stuff. Not to mention what the other team that got caught did. But, you know, focusing on Houston because they're still around. Right. Yeah, just... <laughs> well, as we uh, continue through uh, the pandemic, uh, we have more time to do things at home. Um, I finally finished a full, complete flight to my satisfaction long haul and flight simulator. I flew uh, to Amsterdam... Hmm, land of wooden shoes and uh, funny weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I it came down with a slightly hard landing uh, when I went to, uh, how do you pronounce it, Skipple, right? 
I think that's right. Having been in a plane, a full plane that went in, in for a hard landing once, I know that feeling. And if I was a passenger on your plane, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at a map of Schiphol, by the way, you see that it has so many runways. And, uh, you know, it's a major hub for KLM, a uh, major European destination. Um, but apparently when they had to expand, uh, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but if you look at a map of Schiphol, they're like their latest runway. They built like several miles from the terminals to the extent where it needs its own control tower for that runway. And I can just imagine the bus ride with all the luggage and all the people from that plane to the terminal. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> um, from what I've read about the airport, not so much as um, arrivals as it is for departures. If you're departing, oh, enjoy the scenery, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets funny when you're dealing with airports that have to expand and they have to do all sorts of wonky things, you know, to try and accommodate the traffic. I mean, here, they've been talking for years, decades, really, about another international size airport on the eastern side of Toronto. Oh, boy. Yeah, the, the, the federal government expropriated the land in the 70s, and then everybody protested and said, Pearson's good enough. Right. Pearson has been good enough for the last 40-odd years, but now it's starting to creak because you're trying to get through a lot of traffic. So the talk started up again. Uh -huh. Hey, let's build that tr airport on the eastern side. And, of course, that brings out the protesters again. So, Oh, uh, Jeremy, I'm looking in the uh, chat room saying he saw a video of some YouTubers fly Microsoft Flight Simulator into Area 51. Okay. The reason you fly into Area 51 is to find things you aren't supposed to find. <laughs> So it's like, no, 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 don't do that. Wasn't it just recently that uh, everybody did like that, uh, what was it, that Naruto running uh, around Area 51, yeah, right? right? Allegedly, uh, everybody show up and do the Naruto run, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just sit back and watch the chaos, thank you. <laughs> um, before we change topics, though, uh, just one more thing about the Netherlands, because... Um, we have a potential Sariyoshida project coming from the Netherlands soon. Um, and that's all I'll say uh, in that department. We have a lot of Sariyoshida projects happening as we get close to the end of the year. But uh, there will be one coming from the Netherlands hopefully soon. So when we have more details about that, uh, we'll be sure to pass it along. Um, in addition to watching uh, my plane land hard in Amsterdam. I spent uh, the other part of the day uh, leading up to this show watching two or three more episodes of Diamond No Ace. I am finally up to episode 60 of uh, 75, I think, in the first season. And now we're getting to the episodes that um, basically over the course of three episodes, the summary is basically nothing happened. <laughs> Episodes where nothing happened. The plot really didn't move other than just a, this is a bit of a spoiler, even though it's been around for a long time, the show. Um, 
the home team of Sato loses the tournament and loses the bid to go to Nationals in Koshien. So that's one thing I'm not too happy about, the fact that they stretched out this entire story just so you could see the favorites lose. And now there's this big stretched out tournament of how they're recovering after losing. And basically all they did was recover after losing, see their opponents participate in the Nationals, and they choose a new captain for next year. And that's it. And now mm-hmm. I believe the the latter half, uh, the latter portion of season one is leading up to the fall tournament uh, to see if the home team uh, can potentially qualify for the following year's nationals through the fall tournament, which is uh, apparently uh, theoretically possible. So hopefully this um, story won't get too stretched out like some others I've seen. I I keep thinking that this is basically Dragon Ball on a baseball diamond. Just, you know, just drag it out, drag (laughs) it out. Oh, by the way, yeah, something happened. (laughs) Um, I'm not, uh, I can't remember much about Dragon Ball, but um, to your your recollection, F, uh, what was the longest you saw, like, a battle draw out? I want to say it was at least four or five episodes. At least, you know, the charging of the ultimate attack, you know, type of thing where it's like, okay, we've got to charge this attack. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. And it takes time. Right. You know what? Anime didn't drag a lot of things out, even though, you know, it was a sport made up in the anime. Angelic Lair. Yeah, that, that tended to go that tended to go along very quickly. And as I recall, I'm trying to remember, was it 26 episodes? I believe so. Yeah, I want to say 26, but, because it, it actually had a, a, a tight, self-contained story that actually had a finish. Right. Okay, which will lead me into speaking later on about an anime that I watched, which was three episodes long, and there's no finish. Uh-oh. Uh, well, we have a little time now. Why don't you tell us about it? That would be the new, uh, from the creator of Bleach, uh, Burn the Witch. Okay. Okay. Now, there's going to be spoilers here, folks. I'm going to warn you because this is the type of story you can't really not spoiler to a degree. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, fast forward five minutes, go right ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, you start off right smack dab in the middle of the story. Okay. Now, this is based on a four-part manga that the creator of Bleach did that got turned into into a three-episode anime. But what he does, mm-hmm. instead instead of having the setup like they did in the manga, they literally plop you into the story without much background into the characters. Okay. Now, because it's by the creator of Bleach, the art style is, of course, very similar, not the same. This is important because the characters are drawn in such a way where you're like, okay, that's like character X, but with more hair and less intelligence. That character is just, you know, a straight ripoff of another character from this other, from Bleach. Right. And so you're going, wait a minute here. But the trick is, the whole plot revolves around a place called Reverse London. Reverse London being a place where dragons exist. Oh, boy. Now, the trick is, these witches and warlocks are tasked 
with eliminating these dragons. Mm -hmm. So you, you get to the situation where there is a dragon that they're allowing to live, but it's housed in the body of this tiny little dog. Like we're talking one of those little balls of floof, right? Okay. Which is, which is owned by the main male character who I have literally decided is Ichigo Kurosaki minus 100 IQ points. <laughs> no, seriously. This guy is so dense and so dumb. I'm going, how do you walk outside unsupervised yourself? Never mind you looking after this hidden dragon thing. Kind of reminds me of Sawamura sometimes in Diamond No Ace, but go on. So, and he is being protected by these two witches. As I said, the one reminds me basically of Orohime from Bleach, but with longer, with longer dark hair and with Rukia's deadpan expression. Okay, mm -hmm. so I, again, I'm referencing Bleach, so if you've seen Bleach, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, watch Bleach. Just be prepared for about 300 episodes of, you know, dragging on stuff there, too. Anyways. So, and it's only three episodes long. They're about 20, ep 20 minutes each. Okay? And you start getting answers as the, as the plot moves along, the first two episodes. Okay. But then the third episode goes somewhat off the rails, and then literally, it's over. There's nothing, like, all these questions have now been posed, and we will never see an answer unless they decide to make more or make a regular series out of this. Mm -hmm. Now, this used to happen a lot back in the 90s, right? where you'd have these little three-episode things. There wasn't necessarily an ending, and you were left to speculate. Mm -hmm. To see that style brought back is both interesting and maddening, because I like answers. I don't like not knowing what's going on. I don't like not understanding. So you're talking right? about maybe, you know, similar to like OVA, OAV, that sort of thing. Exactly. The, the OVAs of the 90s where nothing wrapped up really well or at all. Right. And, you know, because either they ran out of money, they ran out of time, what have you. Right. So the question in my mind is, you're bringing this style back. Good for you for doing something different. But on the other hand, that's very, very annoying because I like my answers. Now, I hate to bring up COVID again, but could COVID be a factor, do you think? No. Because there's so little source material to work with, like there's only there's only the four chapter manga that he worked true, with. True, true. To okay. create this three episode OVA. So a lot of this literally was either stuff that wasn't in the manga, which is available on the Shonen Jump app, uh -huh. or um it was literally just expanding on what was in the manga to flesh it out a bit, right? Mm -hmm. But like I said, the way they structured it, and I just don't know if this was deliberate to try and tease us into saying, okay, if you want to see more of this, and speaking of seeing more, okay, and here's the biggest spoiler of them all. Okay. Because in the opening scene, when you enter Reverse London, there is a shield and sword with... The letters S, S, W, B. Okay? And a missing sign above that. Hmm. As 
the last episode is ending. They are replacing the sign above that sword and shield with SSWB. Now, remember what I said earlier, that this is created by the artist who created Bleach. Right. Okay. SS. What do you think that could stand for? Oh. I don't know my Bleach characters. <laughs> You're out of time. Sorry, JR. Soul Society Western Branch. So literally another section of the Soul Society <laughs> in London, reverse London in this case. Wow. And it was just like, you saw that, you're just going, now it all kind of makes some sort of sense. <laughs> why everybody looks like this and they act like this. And wow. And it, like I said, and that's why when there weren't enough answers, I was going, I want more. Dang you. I want more. Do I have to go over and start watching Bleach again after? Uh... No, I would say Burn the Witch is self-contained enough that the only thing you're missing is maybe understanding why when I say a nod to character one or character two, what have you. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's very self-contained. The music is quite nice. And the drawings are well done. The background drawings, the character animation, I think, is a little wonky. But that, I think, is because it's a new studio. Okay. I think it's called, I think it was Colorfic is the name of the studio. And so I could tell there were times where it was like a frame, bunch of action, another frame. Okay. So the typical, okay, we're running out of money. We got to make this, we got to stretch this out a bit. Mm -hmm. right. So I'd be curious to see, I doubt it's ever going to be dubbed, but I'd be curious to see how they'd handle it because there were a couple of characters there where I'm like, okay, I know who. I would get to voice this character, that character, that character, da da da, da down the line mm -hmm. from the original Bleach cast mm -hmm. just to, you know, get that hook in as well. Very interesting. So uh, something to uh, look at, uh, even if it's three episodes for the time being. Yeah. And we'll talk some more about other things I was watching. Uh, and noticing in the chat room, people are talking about other stuff. And I'm just looking here because... Doo -doo -doo, Oh, they mentioned about uh, Watakai, Love is Hard for, otaku, for an Otaku. Now, that had 13 episodes. As far as I know, it's only available on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. The manga or webtoon that it was based on, there's right now, I think, it was four volumes translated in English, and uh -huh. a fifth is coming. Right. So if, you're in, if you want to see the manga or the webtoon that it was based on, mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend it because it does take what I feel are real characters, like, you know, not your typical, you know, cardboard cutout type characters and puts them into real situations. Mm. So I, I would recommend that both the anime and the manga series that are the webtoon. I keep saying manga because <laughs> that's what I normally think of, but it is originally a webtoon. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still a little slow. I kind of like, uh, my one anime at a time. It, grabs my attention i don't multitask very well in anime like i used to when i was younger well it's more a question of okay if you can't multitask the anime you find the short ones or yes you power through the one and you move on to the next 
I'm the type of guy who will watch several episodes of, of different animes over time only because I like the break, because I like a mix of sub and dub, because after a while, subs hurt my eyes. Like, literally, I'm I'm watching a 55-inch screen, and it's like, oh, that hurts. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But uh, So there's a bunch of dub stuff that I haven't caught up on. Right. Um, so um, basically, you know, throwing three or four different shows together, watching one or two episodes each, and calling it a night that way, basically. Pretty much. All right. Let us now take our commercial break. Uh, we have uh, some more uh, updates we'll pass along. And, uh, ooh, I have a box of Japanese snacks besides me. Gee, maybe it's time for one of those taste tests. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're on the right track. I also think you're very mean because now I'm now I'm looking for something sweet and I'm going, ah, I got nothing in the house. Oh, we, we, we might just fix that. We'll see uh, because apparently there is an update that I can tell you uh, right after this commercial break. So stay tuned here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. This is the 14th of October, 2020. I am JR, and he is Neff, and we are joining you here on this Wednesday evening. Thank you so much for joining us here. Um, as I was mentioning, uh, Neff, uh, during the commercial break, um, Baksu, the place where I order my monthly Japanese snacks from now, um, I believe... Uh, well, I didn't check them, but it was actually Japan Post. They have resumed, with two to three weeks of delays, they have resumed air shipping to Canada. Well, that's good news. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that, that always worried me because it was like, okay, if they weren't doing it, then the only place left was the courier companies where it's basically, you know, if you want your packages, you pay for them. Exactly. <laughs> So, mind you, mind you, yeah. courier mail uh, is pretty pretty reliable, but still, kaching. I, I was going to say reliable, yes. Inexpensive, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I mentioned to Neff that maybe uh, towards the end of the year, uh, as um, as we're seeing lately, um, cargo shipments are starting to you know go back to normal. Um, Airplanes are flying again, but again, with more cargo than passengers, it seems, because uh, people well, still don't it, want to take the risk. Well, actually, it's probably easier to make sure the cargo is decontaminated than the people are. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, I have my boxu box here, and uh, it might be time to sample a snack or two here in just a little while. Um, but uh, first, uh, some quick updates. Uh, I mentioned most of the updates at the beginning of the show, actually. But one that I will mention now, um, and this is something that we're still trying to figure out um, whether or not it's a good idea. It sounds like a good idea, but we still have to do a lot more work before we can actually make it happen. Um and if we do make it happen, we, there wouldn't be much of it. Um, 
and I sort of teased it a little while ago when I said, you know, moving on from what we used to do, which is play anime and J-pop music for almost two years before at the beginning of 2020, when we thought COVID wasn't a serious issue, uh, that's when we started this podcast and it seemed to go very well. Um, we've had a lot of, uh, responses and a lot of listens to our last two shows, Neff, uh, which I'm very, very happy about. Uh, oh, also, my goodness, my apologies. We have a sponsor that I never mentioned. Shinigami Liz Ooh. also sponsored this show. So I think we need to give Liz a, a free sponsorship for the next time we do the show. What do you say? I think that would be most equitable, sir. Yes. So, Liz, I apologize for not mentioning you at the beginning. But yes, this Extreme Anime Radio podcast tonight is sponsored by Shinigami Liz. Um, she also sponsored last week. And as a result of me not mentioning her at the start of the show, I'm also going to award her next week's show. Um, and I would also like to thank her and Flax J who are our current monthly recurring um, subscribers uh, through Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So, um, the news has to do with Anchor and them announcing today that uh, they are slowly rolling out to all of their podcasters the ability to play music through the Anchor podcasts and have access to the entire Spotify music library. So at first glance, this sounds like a very, very promising idea. Um, but there are some limitations. Uh, you only have access to the Spotify library. And if you play any music on your podcast from the Spotify library then your podcast only goes to Spotify and Anchor and not to anywhere else like Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, the normal other locations that where we are. So um, there are some limitations with this idea. But if we think about it a little bit more, we might be able to have a situation where maybe we have a separate Spotify version of the podcast and maybe mix in a song or two. Um, now, another caveat would be you have to subscribe to Spotify in order to hear the full length song. Otherwise, you only get like snippets. But um, it's something that we'll keep in mind, uh, but it's going to be on the back burner for now. We want to make sure Discord works and the new computer works and a possible transition to um, Twitch works as well. Um, so if that all goes well, then maybe we can look into this music idea and potentially return in some form to playing music again, although it will not be the way it used to be. Yeah, unfortunately, this this is the new reality, folks. Licensing being the way it is, it's not quick and easy anymore. There's a lot of hurdles and a lot of making sure you dot your I's and cross your T's or they <laughs> slit your throat. Yes. 
Oh, and plus they have to be reviewed by Spotify as well. So if I if I think they heard your throat slit sound, they would uh, they would reject it. I think. <laughs> okay, and that and that's another thing, folks. You have to remember that you know when you are at the you know at someone else's you know beck and call, things you want to say you tend to throttle back. So <laughs> you know it's like. I've ha- I've had things in my head where it's like I'd like to say that on air, and then the front part of my brain says no, you Cro-Magnon, down boy, down. <laughs> so, it also explains why my there's no hair on my head because I keep having the fight back here, the overheating versus the <laughs> cooling sensation, and there you go. <laughs> but um, let's see, you should do an Among Us game with the listeners on Twitch. <laughs> But, that, but that's something else I actually thought about after we go into Discord, about maybe doing some Discord streams if we have the capacity to do so. Um, and that could also involve playing Among Us. I've done a little bit of Among Us lately. Have you, Neff? No, I haven't. Um, my thing is mostly Twitch and trivia games where either I do very poorly or very spectacularly, and I, there's no rhyme or reason. Literally none. I can have a great game, and then the very next game is like, oh, God, why am I here? That's good, actually, because I have almost all the Jackbox Party Packs owned. So uh, one night uh, we'll, we'll get together after the show. Maybe we'll play some You Don't Know Jack or Quiplash or that sort of thing. Trivia Murder Party. That's the <laughs> one. Because I play that on another channel with a bunch of people. And we all have the games we're not good at. Okay? <laughs> absolutely, no, we absolutely fail at. Mine, dictation. Oh. So, so essentially what I do every time is I throw dictation. I absolutely deliberately bomb it. <laughs> but I make sure that as I'm ranting and raving about the unfairness of dictation, I'm doing it in the the most despicable, dirty way possible, so that when the host reads this and sees everybody sees this, they're just going, "Yep, we know who we know who failed this time." <laughs> well, um, so. that will be something I think we also keep in mind after we make this transition, and we'll, we'll we'll see how good or bad it goes. What do you say? That, like I said, I'm I'm more than up for it, and I know that they're up to Jackbox Six, and Jackbox Seven is apparently releasing. Uh, I think it's next week. Oh, it is tomorrow. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm curious because apparently there's a new version of a couple of games, including Quiplash, mm-hmm. which is a game that I absolutely love, oh, but yeah. it can it can sometimes fall into what are called pander fights. So in uh, other words, yeah. the subject of the day gets slammed into the ground. You know, you can probably guess who, right. you know, or what or what groups. Right. So you just have to sort of say, okay, I can go for that pander or I can try to be inventive. Right. And I try to be inventive, but sometimes it's like, you know what? This is too easy. This is basically a 65 mile an hour fastball that I'm going to blast into the second deck of Sky Dome. I'm sorry. Or Roger Center. Boom. There it goes. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm getting all these ideas now. Uh, I believe the new Jackpox is going to come up with a new Quiplash now, right? Yeah, I think that was one of them. And I think Trivia Murder Party was getting a third version, too. Uh, if you allow me to check real quick, I can find out for you. Give me one second. Please do, because like I said, Trivia Murder Party, 
number two, is one of those games I absolutely love and I absolutely loathe. <laughs> because if you're smart enough to answer the questions, you might get to the end and you might survive. But if you're not smart enough or if you have a bad day, you end up in the mini games, and some of them are so diabolical. My least favorite that doesn't involve anything other than random number generation luck is the loser wheel. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, JR knows exactly what I'm talking about, which is basically a giant wheel. You die in various ways, and you have these teeny tiny slivers where you might actually live. We have a Quiplash 3. We have okay. the devils and the details. Can you survive Ooh. the daily torture of human life? We have the drawing fighting game champed up. They have to include a drawing game in each of these Jackbox games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the on-the-spot speech game talking points. Just keep talking whether it makes sense or not. And then oh, the dear. pop culture guessing game blather round. Blather round. Oh, that could go v- that in my head. I'm going there. There's a couple of ideas there. So that, that might be their trivia answer for this uh, pack. Mm. So no trivia murder party three, but quiplash. Yes. A new quiplash. I, I, I don't mind a new quiplash because <laughs> I'd like I'd like a quiplash where we could actually put our own questions in. Because I I swear to God, I would have so much fun spending like four hours putting together an anime themed quiplash. And it would just go. It would be insane. Oh, that they have the custom Quiplash and Quiplash Two, right? I think so, but it's not quite as. I, I don't think it's quite as robust as. Yeah, I don't think it's quite as robust as what I'm what I'm imagining, which is basically you know from start to finish, mm-hmm. subject to whatever. Right. You know. Um, before we get any uh, late here, um, it's time for me to decide exactly what snack I'm going to try. And uh, I'll kind of let the uh, chat room vote as to um, which snack it's going to be. Um, I have a choice between, uh, let's see. I'll just read out these descriptions here. They're both sweet. This is the Autumn Harvest box from Boxu. Uh, One is the um, Blanchel Mini Chocolate, um, which are chocolate cookies flavored with Ano Imo, a special sweet potato known for its exceptionally sweet natural flavor. So I have a choice between that and the other one is a Morino Madeline apple. This is a, a snack, definitely not a traditional French Madeline, but the jammy apple filling adds a layer of luxury we didn't even know was missing. The cake is soft yet rich. And definitely perfect for an afternoon tea. Now, when the description says perfect for an afternoon tea, that means they kind of want you to try to pair it with the tea that they also included in the package. But I'm willing to forego that uh, if it's voted on. So, um, am I going to have the chocolate snack or the apple snack? Let's have the IRC chat vote on that now. And while we're waiting for those votes... um, I'll also um, say that, uh, once again, we have uh, some year-end projects coming up involving the cosplayers and artists of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida. 2020 has been an abysmal year. I'm sure we'll all agree with that. And so we're going to hopefully put together a year-end project 
that can put um, a smile on everyone's face and end the year on a positive note, as much positive as we possibly can under these circumstances, before we bring in 2021, which will hopefully be a much better year. Uh, Neff, uh, what is the chat room saying here? Uh, I'm getting, let's see, three apples, one Mr. Potato Head, one chocolate cookie. I'm assuming the Mr. Potato Head is the chocolate is the chocolate covered potato thing, right? Which my brain is having a problem with because I've had chocolate covered potato chips, which I thought were an absolute abomination. Uh-huh. Because you know it's that oversweet chocolate and a you know the typical potato chip saltiness, and it's just like my tongue doesn't know whether to you know jump or just curl up and die. <laughs> um. So. I think uh, then the Apple's going to win then, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Right. Three to two so far. Um, yeah, so sometimes they duplicate the uh, snacks, although I think for this one, it just came with uh, one. So there's just one of these. And uh, let's see where this is from. So this uh, Morino Madeline Apple is made by Raguno Sasaki. So, a confectionery with a uh, French name in it. Fancy. But, uh, Raguneau, would you, would you have a, happen to have a translation for that? I have no clue. I would have to, do, you know, see if Google Translate or some other translate software could do something <laughs> with that because my brain is going, no. But, uh, this is a snack from northern Japan, from Aomori. Known for its uh, apples, and uh, a region also known for apple uh, products. Um, that's why there's a song called Ringo no Hana. That was the promotional song for the extension of the Tohoku bullet train up to Aomori when it happened. Aha! So, the, store, the plot thickens. Yes. So let's see where we can open this up here. Ah, uh, uh, the fun part, folks. Watching poor JR trying to open this thing. Yes. And I keep saying to myself, why doesn't he check out this stuff before we go on the air? So he can look, <laughs> you know, like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, oh, gee. Well, when we, <laughs> uh, when we um, do this um, on webcam eventually, this will look a lot more silly. So. Well, as as I said, it's just that these pregnant pauses are poor Jr. trying to look at this thing and going, and how do I open this thing again? Help! <laughs> so it's a nice small little cake, a Madeline cake here, hmm. um, and it's got the uh, the silica gel desiccant or whatever it's called in there, just to make sure it stays fresh. I always worry when the silica gel desiccant has to be in with the food. I'm going, what does that <laughs> signify? Japanese food or a lot of Asian foods, for that matter, that are prepackaged, don't be surprised if they have one of these packets in there, you know? Especially if you're expecting, you know, like a long shelf life. Uh, uh, yeah, because that's the, the easiest way to make sure. Okay. As opposed to, you know, like trying to seal, seal the package up and make sure no air gets in. So how to enjoy this without trying to make a mess? Okay, somebody in the chat room decided on the perfect way to open a package. Quote, 
never go wrong with a hammer. Unquote. A hammer? <laughs> a hammer. Want me to have a it's pancake or something? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you know, if you want apple pancakes, that'll work. All right. This smells nice and buttery. Uh, so we'll taste it now and see if there's any apple in it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yes, folks, he's chewing. He's still chewing. He's not turning green, which is a good thing. Ooh. There's just a nice, thin little layer of uh, apple in there. So when you say a thin little layer, are we talking about the light apple flavoring or the very sweet apple flavoring? There I, is would a say, I would say it's light, but, okay, the, so it's but the, the sweetness is in the in the actual cake itself. That's why you see. That's what I was afraid of because if the apple's too sweet on top of the cake, you're basically you know sugar shock, just right. just d- diabetic overload. No, that's not <laughs> what you want with something like this. So I can understand why they'd want to pair this with a tea, but I'm going to give this a yay. Very very pleasant and. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan. There hardly been any snacks I've had in the box suit box where I would give a meh or bleh rating. I was gonna say, I don't think I don't think I've ever heard you ever give a box suit box snack a bleh rating. I, there was one meh. I can't recall what it was off the top of my head. Mm. Well, meh is not. It's not great, but it's not. You know, not bleh. Bleh is like you know, get this off my tongue before I rip my tongue out. You know, <laughs> and throw it in the washing machine. Well, that was my dessert for the day. I'm happy. <laughs> Lucky you. I'm. I'm going. Wait a minute. Now I want something sweet, and I'm going. What do I have left in the house? Oh crap! Tomorrow's grocery day, isn't it? Uh, <sighs> oh, um, I just finished the. I just finished it, and I could feel. Uh, the apple chunks in there. That that's nice. Hmm. So a nice little surprise at the end. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it just took some time to get to that direction based on which direction I was eating. I guess. <laughs> there, there, there's always that. Yes. Right. And um, as we go into the uh, Japanese news, um, I was reading that uh, apparently, um. Condé Nast Traveler has a ranking every year of the world's best big cities as voted on by readers of the magazine. Condé Nast, so they're they're, you know, like kind of like a high-end magazine, right? Mhm. Perfect for, you know, spending those thousands of bucks in business class. <laughs> oh, hey, if you've got it, why not? So, uh Tokyo has claimed the spot of the best big city in the world for the previous four years. Um, And now it has been topped by another city. Would you care to guess what that city is? Hmm. Well, with no hints, I would probably say New York City. New York City is not even in the top six. Ouch. Okay, my next question is any US city in the top six? No. <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. So uh, Okay, I'll ask I'll ask the follow up question then. Are there any Canadian cities 
in the top ten. Uh, all I have here are the top six. I'd have to click through to take a look, but uh... well, there they obviously aren't any in the top six. Otherwise, you would have said so. Let's see. Oh, here we by go. Deductive... Oh. The top twenty-five cities in the world readers' choice awards for twenty twenty. So let's see. We're going to scroll on down. Best big cities. I have the top 10. The number 10, Lisbon, Portugal. Mm -hmm. Um, Number 9, Copenhagen, Denmark. Mm -hmm. Number 8, Helsinki, Finland. Which, if I had my way, uh, uh, you know, possibly routed myself to Japan, I would have laid over in Helsinki for a while. Number seven, mm. Porto, which is also in Portugal. Number six, Tokyo. Tokyo dropped from one to six. I was going to say that that's a that's not just a drop. That's like a <clears throat> wily coyote type of drop. Number five, Vienna, Austria. Four, Sydney, Australia. I mean, if you like your neighbors as kangaroos, why the heck not? Number three, Singapore. Number two, Lyon, France. And the top big city in the world. Now that I've rattled off the top ten, can you guess uh, what the number one is? I'm going to have to take a flyer here. I will say Geneva. No. Not Geneva, Switzerland. It's in Japan, but it's not Tokyo. <laughs> Have I broken your brain? It can't be Osaka. There's no way. Okay, you've broken me. You've completely broken me. It's Reveal not, for it's us. Actually, it's actually not too far from Osaka. Oh, and now I can picture. I can almost picture it in my head too. Very famous. Very famous for its shrines and temples. Kyoto. Kyoto is the number one big city. And you would think Kyoto's not too big height-wise, isn't it? Because they have a limitation on how high you can build. But yes, uh, for all of its cultural charm, they named it the top big city. Hmm. Okay. That's definitely putting it on my list. And it's also one of the most architecturally preserved cities, really, in the world, if you think about it. Mm, I was going to say that that's probably one, of, if not the one of the top. Mm. Yeah. And so Kyoto, a stone's throw from basically most of Japan, because Kyoto is served by the bullet train. So you can get uh, from Tokyo to Kyoto in about two hours and change. And, uh, yeah, getting me thinking about Japan again. I hate when this happens when we can't get in. <laughs> yeah, that's, it, like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's great. And, oh, crap, that's right, we can't get in. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Uh, as I read some of the description here from Condé Nast, 100 Michelin-starred restaurants in Kyoto alone. 100 – okay, when you – but okay, but – okay. Question is, 
Michelin starred restaurants. And as I recall, there are what, what there are three levels of Michelin star restaurants, one, two, and three. Right. So at least is, one Michelin star. Okay, yeah. One Michelin star. Now, one Michelin star is a good place, right? But comparing a one to a three, that's like comparing a Chevette to a Corvette. So you'd, you'd want to know how many of those 100-star restaurants are three-star restaurants. Mm. Let's take a look here. I have the list. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Did I count that correctly? Yes. Eight restaurants in Kyoto have three stars. Mm. Okay, and that's a fair that's a fairly decent number out of a hundred. Mm. So uh yeah, I believe uh Japan still surpasses all other countries with total number of um Michelin stars. Mm. I could see that because one of the hallmarks of Japanese culture, of course, is its food. Oh yeah. Whether it's the food they produce themselves or food that has, you know, they've brought into their culture and improved, mm-hmm. arguably. Right. You know, and I'll say that because a Japanese hamburger, you might think, wait a minute, hamburger is a hamburger is a hamburger. No, no. And did I say no? <laughs> because a Japanese hamburger is miles ahead of anything you get, you know, on this side of the pond. I, I'll say that right now. Oh, I, yeah. I know, you know, no. And you've, you, you've experienced I mean, that firsthand. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, burger with pineapple on it. Now, again, everybody in the audience right now is like cringing when they say, when I say that. I'm a hamburger with pineapple on it. But it is freaking delicious the way the Japanese do it. Mm. You know, I mean, I have no hope that anyone over here could do it even half as good. Mm. But that's, why, that's one of those things where it's like, there's another reason why I want to go back to Japan. Because I want to stuff myself. <laughs> um. I uh, I really reconnect as well with uh, the people I met the last time I was there who live in uh, central Japan. Um, that family I spent uh, the day with uh, through the Nagomi Visa Project. And also a nice uh, woman that I met um, who ran the um, the gift shop and still runs the gift shop at the Inuyama Castle in Inuyama. We, we hmm. still keep in touch and... I had promised her that the next time I go to Japan, I would swing by again and say hello. Well, it sounds like you've got your plans in motion, or in mind, anyway. In mind, exactly. In motion, uh... Uh... foot still on the brake pedal. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not just foot on the brake pedal, it's more like the emergency brake has been pulled up, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, to, you know, make the analogy perfect. Okay, um, with that uh, sadly being said, uh, on the subject of Japan, which is actually kind of fitting considering we are the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, we're coming to the end of the show now. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Um, once again, uh, well, we'll let Neff do the closing commentary, and then we'll provide the updates after that. So if you would please, sir. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this episode of the Extreme Unrated Podcast or any other episode of our podcast, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on our social media page pages uh, using the link tree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. 
There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, our Sariosha fan page account. And I think I got that right. I think did I miss everything. one? Um, soon to be the Discord channel as well. We'll get a link to the Discord channel once it's open. <laughs> Okay, that's gonna be okay. That's gonna be another you know tick to the old brain box here. So, um, hopefully, maybe by early next week, assuming I think we'll be okay for a show uh, next Wednesday at the usual start time of eight p.m. Eastern. But probably just before that, we'll go ahead and um, make the uh, XAR Discord server public so you can all join in and. Um, Remember, you'll have to be um, um, a registered Discord user in order to join that server. So in other words, you have to have a verified email address before you can join the server. Uh, so just keep that in mind uh, before you um, log in and sign up. Um, but uh, yes, um, we will uh, have both IRC and Discord open for the next show. We would like everybody to try to get over to Discord if they can. Uh, we'll see how everything goes in there, tinker around with things a little bit. And then uh, we'll be set for our uh, next broadcast coming your way uh, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, if you have any comments, uh, be sure to reach us by email or through any of our social media channels. Until next time, for Nefkanuk, I'm JR. Thank you for listening, and remember... Keep on listening for the Extreme on Radio Podcast. Good night, and thanks for listening. See you next time. Good night, folks. Good night.